0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies we can live claritin clear with claritin d designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better this double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing A runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin-D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin-D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies Thursday, February 24th, 2022 This is episode 47 of Human Hope And I got a question Y'all ready for this? Come on! Hey! Yeah Come on, come on what y'all think about this that's right we got ourselves a new theme song hey listen i know i know i know we've spent 46 episodes with dr delight feel it but now we got a new dr delight jam and this is called do you believe dr delight thank you for the vibes and the jam it's so good oh man i've been waiting to change up the theme song and I, I, I guess one million and one downloads is the time to do it. Oh, friends, I am so grateful that you guys decided to join me on another episode of the Human Hope Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Enrique Wittiger, Guzmán Archibald Cabello, or LOS for short, and I'm here to dish out and to deal out some hope. Uh, and, and hope is going to come a little bit differently this week because this conversation that we're going to have today, I, I think is going to give hope to some people that didn't know it was coming. You didn't even know. You listen faithfully every week and you're like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me this week. I can't believe it. But before we hop into the conversation today, uh, I do want to give somebody uh, some financial hope. And that is going to be the $500 that I promised I would give away for you guys sharing. So thank you, every single one of you. That shared email, I actually enjoyed reading all your emails uh, and you sent me some pictures. Somebody actually sent me a picture of the door across the hall from them in their apartment complex. You're like, I'm going to knock on that door and tell my neighbor about your podcast. So you guys are telling everybody and I am just grateful that you did. And so, uh, but just, we'll just hop right to it because this is a incredible conversation, a rich conversation I want to get to. We are giving away the podcast $500 contest money to Alyssa. I don't know if I'm saying your last name correctly, but Alyssa Osegard, Osegard, O-S-E-G-A-R-D. By this point, you should have um, it in your email. And so I'm just grateful, Alyssa, for uh, you sharing the show with your friends. Thank you, everybody that did that. We're going to do that a couple more times this year with some of the show sponsors. So keep an eye and an ear out as well. Okay. I want to jump straight in. Normally, like I'll, I'll kind of sift through the week at hand, maybe some news items. But this conversation is so rich, so rich, and dare I say, it may be the if not one of the richest conversations I've had so far on the Human Hope Podcast. Now, taking away, uh, you know, conversations with my my family; those are always rich. This one was surprisingly rich and this conversation actually just came about a little bit out of nowhere uh, which is kind of the way I roll right uh, I had something else planned for the podcast today and y- you know I am of I am of the tribe that hears from God like like I listen I'm constantly listening for the voice of God um I'm I'm asking him very specific questions and I'm waiting to hear very specific answers and so like when it's just kind of how I roll and today, I just felt like God was like, "No, this is a conversation you're supposed to have." I was on my phone texting in a group thread with four guys that were just kind of like cheering each other on in this text thread constantly in our business careers and our family careers. Family's not a career, but you know what I'm saying. And it was John Cuff, Jeremy Cowart, Kyle Chowning, and Derek Webb. And Jeremy um, Cowart was he's a he's he's a incredible entrepreneur, photographer, friend of ours, and he was just talking to us about these these NFTs or TSAs or I don't know, the fancy things that you sell on the internet, like pictures of monkeys and things. Um, and and you, you can make so much money and he's like crushing it, doing it. And so we're kind of giving him a round of applause. But then I saw Derek chime in. And when Derek chimed in, um, I just there was just a prompting. It was just like something in my gut was like, see if Derek will talk to you. Now, let me tell you why I, I asked Derek specifically. Because Derek has been on a journey Um, and I mean, we've all been on journeys, but Derek is, is a public persona, Derek Webb and people have been watching him on what, what some would, and I'm using air quotes here call a faith journey. Okay. Others would call it deconstructing his faith journey. Uh, and he's been very public about it, but he's also been very kind hearted about it. And I'm not saying everybody that is on a spiritual journey has to be kind-hearted, but there's just, it's just something better about when you talk to somebody that is kind, <laughs> that you just you just want to talk to them. You want to hear from them. Derek's just a close, close friend of mine. And I've been watching him do this. And just this week on Twitter, um, I was watching very specifically, Derek was, was dealing with some, I don't know, not very nice, using air quotes again, Christians. And I was watching him, you know, just go back and forth and have these conversations. And people are, you know, on Twitter trying to save him and all these things. And I'm just, I was just so enamored by the way he was approaching uh, these conversations with, with such grace for those that were, were asking him some co- some questions that maybe he didn't want to be asked in the moment. And then I also saw a clip this week of, a, of another Christian who was being so mean, like so mean hearted to people that were going through a different phase in their spiritual journey than he was. And so I just was like, you know what? Like I want to talk to my friend, Derek. Now let me, let me put a a couple of um, guardrails here for the conversation. The first one is this, like, I need everyone to know, like, I, I don't hide who I am or what I believe at all. Right. I don't do, I don't hide it on my social media. I don't hide it on here. I am a like Bible believing, Holy spirit filled church going, Jesus loving dude. That's like, that's me. Like, I believe all these things. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe like in the Trinity, all those things. Now I haven't always believed those things, but that's where I land now. So, so this is me having a conversation with my friend, Derek, who doesn't believe all those things. And we're actually going to have some conversations as to why he doesn't believe some of those things. Now, I also need to put this guardrail up. This conversation is not about me trying to convince Derek of anything, okay? That that's not the point of the conversation that was had. If anything, this conversation was Derek convincing us of some things. Oh, and now you guys are kind of freaking out now, right? No, listen. What I'm trying to get him to convince people is of two things. I wanted him to have two conversations with us. The first was, I know that there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast and follow me that are on a journey of deconstruction. We talk about how, the, how we both hate that word. Okay. Um, so we'll throw that word away in a minute, but for the sake of of a definition, I know a lot of people are going through that. I know a lot of people are are having a lot of, um, they're just examining things in their faith in ways that they haven't before. I've done it. I've done it myself and I wanted Derek to talk to them because I I wanted them to not feel alone. And I say, I keep saying them, I'm talking to you. Okay. Whoever you are, that's listening to this, that's going through a deconstruction journey in your faith. I wanted you to not feel alone, but I also wanted Derek. That was the first conversation. I wanted Derek to also talk to people like me. Okay. People that we, we've made the decision to believe what we believe. We believe what we believe for very good reason. And we're not, we're not, deconstructing, but I wanted him to talk to us because since he is, and so many people around us are, I wanted him to talk to us about how to approach friendships and relationships like this and understanding and knowing that, that this, this is life and death for a lot of people. I understand that. So this is a big deal. I'm not trying to make this not a big deal, Okay, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, you know, like yeah, shall sure, you deconstruct? I'm not dead. No, like I know this is a big deal for a lot of people, but I, just because it's a big deal does not mean that we can't humanize those that are in a different space than we are. So, listen, um, that's that's kind of all I'm gonna I'm gonna go with before we launch in the conversation. Oh, one last caveat, uh, Derek also just happened to be in one of the biggest Christian bands of all time. Okay. So, you know, I, I was actually a fan of Derek before I was a friend of Derek's. Okay. He was in a band called Cademan's call. He is a singer songwriter. He's released a bunch of incredible records. Stockholm syndrome was one of my favorites. Um, and I'm just, I'm just telling you that Derek is, um, is just a wise Old soul that I think so many of us are going to all, all of you are going to fall in love with him, uh, and I think a lot of us are going to be like, okay, thank you for that input. Thank you for letting us see into your life, so that we can see into maybe some other people's lives around us uh, that may be walking through the same thing. Um, so that that's it, okay? Derek Webb, Cadman's call, Derek Webb, just Derek Webb, right? So his journey from where he was in his faith when he was. You know, singing "Bus Driver" and all my favorite songs, um, as Cademan's Call." When I was standing on the the lawn at Point Loma University, crying my eyes out because they're freaking amazing lyrics. Uh, to where he is now, and uh, he's releasing a record called "The Jesus Hypothesis." Okay, so that's where we're at. Okay, that's where this conversation is at. I am so honored and thrilled that Derek has taken the time and took the time to come over to my little casita. I called him and I was like, Derek, can you just come over? Can we have a conversation? Because I feel like this is what we need to have today. And he came over and it was beautiful. One of the richest conversations I've had in a while. Friends, sit back and enjoy what I believe is going to be a very impactful conversation with my friend and your brand new friend, Derek Webb. Um. Okay. So what I did was about an hour ago, I got on my, I was, I was texting our, uh, we have this, this group chat with a couple friends of mine and Derek was on the group chat and you said something and we were talking to a friend of our Jeremy and I just was like, wait a second. I want you on the podcast today. What are you doing right now? So, so this, this all has happened within the last hour. And here you are, Derek Webb, sitting in my basement. This is how you do everything. It really
1: is, to be honest. It's incredible. I've told you this. You've had a lot of cool people on this podcast. I am uncool (laughs) enough to take a moment at the top (laughs) to say, dude, like I and everybody watch you do this. And it is incredible how I had a friend once tell me, and I thought this was a great compliment. um, it's, It's much truer about you, that I was like, I was good at being lucky. Yeah. And you have this crazy stream of serendipity that you live in uh, all the time. I think it's just you just know you have an intuition maybe, about like this is a moment I need to yes. I need to follow it. I need yes. to figure out what's going on. And you just yes. pursue it. And I love it. Well,
0: you know, and the thing is, Derek, is like I and I do that with everything, right? I do you it with, do. That with, with my Instagram. I do I do it with my podcast. A lot of people you know, all my other podcaster friends have their spreadsheet and their podcast schedule and all these things. And Bro, yes. I'm like, I don't know what I want to talk about in seven weeks. Are you kidding me? I'm not like, even sure I'll be I'm here. I'm not even in sure seven. I'll be here in seven weeks. So, like, let's figure this out right now. And so, just so everybody knows how this happened, is like the last few days, I think. It's been days maybe on your Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you you just started um having a little bit more potent of a conversation around, uh, the, the, the word deconstruction, yeah. I, I guess, you know, and yeah. I, and I, I kind of hate that word only because like you do. Okay. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get about that only because I'm like, well, haven't we all been doing this for a long time? Like this isn't new people are trying to brand it. Yeah. Somebody was like selling a deconstruction course and I'm like, Oh boy. I, yeah. And I'm just like, listen, like this isn't something new. This is a, and so I, I, I love you. We've been friends for a long time. We have. And I've been fascinated and just really um, have admired your Mm -hmm. journey and how you have, I mean, you're a public figure. People watch what you say and you put out there in records and all the things, um, what you're Mm -hmm. thinking and how you're processing things. And I know that I have a lot of people that listen to the human hope podcast that are on various scales of, of their faith journey. Yep. Okay. Um, And so You approach it in such a really, honestly, a loving way um, that I couldn't think of anyone better to have on here to maybe, the the podcast is called Human Hope, maybe bring a little bit of your human hope to people that are listening. And then also twofold. So one, maybe to bring some hope to people that are on a journey of deconstruction or whatever, but also secondly, maybe to give some hope to some of the stronger Um, People that aren't deconstructing, maybe they've deconstructed, they've reconstructed, maybe whatever the definition is, but they're just no, like we're, 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 we're church evangelical people that are here and I want them to hear from you so that we don't make this such a scary, freaky, weird thing that I don't know why people are trying to make it so weird. Yeah. Well,
1: part of it is because most of it is done on the internet. And the right. internet is a play is a place devoid of nuance. Yes. And this is a really delicate, nuanced conversation. It's yeah. insanely intensely personal. Right. And it like speaks to your whole identity. It's one yeah. of those like kernel things about somebody's personality. And it's the kind of the grid through which you see everything else. And yeah. so it, the stakes are very high. And I get why the emotions there for are
0: run. Well, they're high. very high. And you're right. That that nuance is missing. Um, and so, hopefully, th- this can yeah. be a conversation people can listen to with some nuance. Yes, there we go, hundred percent, man. Um, okay, so let's let's rewind. I, w- I will have done an intro a little bit, but I'm not even pretending that everybody knows who you are. You know, yeah. I I know who you are because I was a fan before I was a friend. Okay, so th- this is, and I, I think I may have told you this before, maybe not, but um, <laughs> I I still laugh at this. I, um, so I was a big Cademan's call fan yeah. um, for everyone that's, that's listening. And I mean like huge, like, like I was like, I was a part of some like internet forum where people would, re- some dude that was your sound guy, I think was like recording bootleg videos of your concerts and then uploading <laughs> to some FTV server. And then I like download it. Like I was like super fan, but, um, I, I was living in Fresno in two 1998, hmm. let's say, and you guys played a concert at the People's Church mm. in Fresno, California, with a girl named Jenny Varnadue, yeah, and the Supertones. Oh my God! There's no way you were there. <laughs> I was at this concert. Listen, I tell this story. It, listen, okay, go ahead. Hold on, okay. So you, you can tell. I'll tell it, and you'll you'll tell it. So now now I was the the junior high intern at the People's Church. Oh wow. Okay. And and so like yeah, I man, I had I had some swag. I, I yeah. was like, you know I had a, I had an ID a key fob. And, um, but I had decided to start like a Christian clothing company. Okay? Wow. Of course. And so this was, you know, this was way before social media or whatever. So it was called G220 Galatians 220. Great. But it just said G220 on these hats. And like, Love it. my dad had loaned me 500 bucks to make a bunch of hats. And so like I had my merch table, my G220 table out during the show. Unbelievable. But then this is all I remember. I just remember there were all these super tone kids, and then all these Cademan's call fans. And it was like dynamite, like a stick of fire. <laughs> and I just remember feeling so uncomfortable because people were like yelling and like booing. And then people were like, they, they wanted more of this and more of that. And I was like, I don't know what promoter put this together. Oh boy. Okay. Tell okay. me, tell okay. me, tell yes. me. I love
1: I can't believe you were there. <laughs> I was there. Because I tell this specific no, story I've never all heard the time. You tell the story. Now, and I'm going to keep it so brief, but, okay. but I tell, I mean, I need you to know when I tell this story <laughs> about this show, I tell it. As among, let's say, the top five, probably top three no. hardest nights no. of my professional no. life. <laughs> and so and so, here's what happened. Okay. So the, the moral, I'm going to skip to the moral of the story, <laughs> is that Christian music as a genre yes. makes no sense. No. <laughs> it is the only genre of music. Go look it up. Go to Spotify. It's right. the only genre yeah. that is literally grouped together because of the worldview of the artists. Right. But it's not a style. Right. No, it's not. And so if you've ever been to one of these big Christian festivals and Cademan's played it, Yeah. T- 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 yeah. You, them. you would go there and it would be like a a, a screamo metal band Yeah. followed by um, a, a, a female singer singing to tracks <laughs> so- followed by a ska band Yeah. followed by a dude with an acoustic guitar yeah. followed by a contemporary like a oh, you know, yeah. a contemporary you know, singer, male singer or whatever. Right. It made no sense. And so None. what happened was We had done a bunch of festivals, and and, you know, so by by the late nineties, we were, um, you know, we we had put a handful of records out, and 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 so we'd done a bunch of this kind of stuff, and we had met a bunch of those bands, and um and we were kind of like a big, just a folk rock band. We were like a college band. That's mostly what we did. Yeah. So we met the Supertones guys. They were great guys. Some of them are still friends. And um we were and we did this with a handful of bands. We'd be like, listen, we knew they were from the West Coast. They knew we were from Texas, so it's like you guys come to Texas. We'd love to do some shows. We'll put you in front of our people there. We'll come out to the West Coast. We'll do the same thing, yeah. and we'll just kind of like share all that love yeah, and get yeah, those yeah, people yeah. to go. And so, yeah, if if Christian music festivals weren't <laughs> Christians gathered, they would eat each other. They would absolutely destroy. It. Exactly what you're talking about. So we head out to California. And we got this run of shows, and we show up to do this thing. And it was, it was a, like you said, it's the, it's a it's a cool church. It's like a, oh, you know yeah. the whole thing oh, looked yeah. great. And so we set up and, um, the, uh, we played first, obviously, cause it's Supertones. This is their, this is their area. And they were huge. I mean, oh, and, dude. and they were just huge they,
0: they and were, a great band. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. And so we, uh, so we came out and the place was completely packed. packed. So, and we heard it was great. It sounded great out there. We're like, you know, all right, here we go. And we hadn't really been out to California I forgot much.
0: you guys Went first.
1: Yeah. I've oh, forgotten that Oh, part. for sure we did. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Supertones yeah. were the headliner. Yeah. I mean, okay. in, in Fresno. Yeah. So, so, we came out and as soon as we walked out, <laughs> let me tell you like what I, no, memories are, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You can't trust them. But what I remember was looking out yeah. and seeing basically a sea of kids with uh with um button-up shirts yes. and ties yes. on and ripped sleeves. Yes. You know, like yes. the, the, the the ska kids. The scot kids. And then one, I this is how I remember it. <laughs> one terrified couple <laughs> sitting in the middle of them, like a college age, like, like a guy and his girlfriend sitting in the middle of them, just just terrified. Just just felt like they were, like they're like standing. Imagine your parents standing in the middle of a mosh pit. (laughs) That's what it looked like. And I came out and I was like, okay, well, there's art. So I'm going to focus on these people. Yes. Yes. And here's, and so here's the end of the story. So we come out and during our entire, you know, whatever, hour long, whatever we played set during the entire set, I, I, this was my memory and I don't know, but. Well, I was there. So I'll I'll let you know. This is two two 40 something year
0: olds memories
1: coming back. Okay. Okay. That's right. So, so literally. The entire show between every single song and we're playing these like, you know, um, thoughtful kind yeah. of, you know, I mean, you know, we, we you know, uh, intense yes. acoustic music yes. you know, in front of all these Scott kids who could, couldn't wait for the horn section to come out. <laughs> and, and in front of right in front of me for then for 45 straight minutes, there were all a bunch of these kids, bless yeah. their hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like they were the, the, the stage was probably up to their up to their chests yeah. and they had their arms hanging right in front of me on the front of the stage. And here's what they were doing, literally during the songs, in between the songs, the whole time. Get off the
0: stage. Get off the
1: stage. They would chanted that at us for 45 straight minutes. I remember being feeling mortified. Mortified. More more And the Supertones guys felt terrible.
0: But we we're like guys, you know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are 14-year-olds. We year olds. get it. Yeah. We yeah. get
1: it. It's a ska music crowd or whatever <laughs> we got. But I, I have told that story so many times. And and interestingly, that's not my, and I'm, we're not going to do it. It's not what yeah, we we'll podcast about fine, today. That's not even that's not even in the number one spot. Oh, I mean really? that's, that's in the top five for me. Oh my god. I've gosh. had some hard I've had some hard nights. Oh my gosh. But anyways, so that's amazing for was that there. you were. I was there.
0: I was there at the People's Church. Well that means we're Crazy. just gonna have we're just gonna have to do another podcast episode about it's just gonna be the five worst nights of Derek how, Webb's how, <laughs> how we
1: survive. No, you have to join me. <laughs> the, the the how we survived, what we learned, and how yes. it made us
0: better men, the yeah. five hardest nights yeah. of our lives. Yes, yeah. there you go. How many of you guys want to listen to that? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is, that is so good. I, anyway. I, you know, I, I can't believe I've never told you that story that I was there. I can't either. That is crazy. That's incredible, anyway. I, I've got, I've got some local, I've got some Fresno friends that listen to this podcast that I've been friends with for a oh, long time boy. that are going to freak out when they remember when, when this memory pops back up. Well, some of them are going to be like, oh man, I, I can't believe I was that kid. Well, we all, we all, cause we were like the junior high interns and the volunteers. Yeah. We were freaking out because it, half of them were like our junior high kids that were like, get up, right. you know, and we're just like, <laughs> no, what are you doing? bus driver you know we're, we're just like, oh my gosh incredible okay. dude all right so so okay well, I feel like we're kind of there we're we're, we're yeah. actually so that's th- my background so so here we go
1: hey there
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
1: get your podcasts,
0: we're we're we're, we're kind of here. You you were in a um in a massive massive at the time Christian yeah rock band yeah I mean, rock band I maybe sure. folk rock or yeah. whatever you yep. know um I mean massive right so I mean I just remember you know your you guys and you're right it was such thoughtful music you know so um it wasn't cookie cut cutter out of what was happening in Christian music back then in those days. I think maybe you guys, you know, and I know that you guys were even battling. I feel like internally, like, gosh, we don't want to be this. We don't want, we don't want right. to be, I mean, this is just for me yep. looking from, from way like, gosh, like the Dove Awards, all these things. Mm-hmm. No, like we're a bunch of college, you know, we're friends. Right. We're, 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 Digging deep into our in our theology and who Jesus is and all these things. Yeah. And so
1: And that's not why we did it. Like yeah. we we didn't even really know about CCM when we started okay. so much. Some wow. of us did. Yeah. But it's like we wound up getting our first record deal with a Warner Brothers imprint, uh-huh. a Warner Alliance, and that was their Christian music oh, okay. imprint here in Nashville. Yeah. Before I lived here. And I mean, I get it. It's like, you know, it's a it's 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 their it's our job to make it, it's their job to market and sell it. Yeah. It's their job to figure out how to help people find it and buy it. So they were like, Oh, some of these guys are, they're kind of Christians. That's part of their deal. Yeah. So that's how we market them. And I've often said that the, the, the term Christian when applied to anything other than a human being Uh is a marketing term. (laughs) Absolutely. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing because marketing terms help us find our way to things and culture we wish to consume. And so that's who it was for and that's who found it meaningful. And so we were cool with that, but we just kind of didn't we weren't aware of all of it when mm-hmm. we first got into it. We were, like you said, we were just a college band. We were trying right. to play for our friends. Yep. We were trying to make what we needed and couldn't find. Yeah. And we needed soundtrack for our kind of complicated, nuanced, early 20-something Christian mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And no one was really making it. So we thought, yeah. well, let's contribute, you know, and that's kind of how we got into it. Yeah. And then we found all that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and as you're as you're doing that, and so um, one of the main reasons I wanted you to be on the show today is because um, you're- and we'll, we'll use the word deconstructing. Sure. Okay. Well, let's just use it. We'll, you know, we can talk about whether it's we okay. Like shorthand it for us today. Yeah. Okay. Shorthand for us today. Um, because <clears throat> I, I personally have watched you um, go through seasons in your life where you've thought deeply about things and maybe took some parts of, of what you grew up with apart Yeah. and maybe have not put those back together and maybe we'll never put those back together and maybe that's fine. And maybe that's not. Um, but I want to know if, back then in Caden's call days, were, were were you just along for like this, the the Jesus evangelical gospel ride? And you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, like, yeah, just kind of everything that's coming your way and all the things. Or are you, is Derek Webb back then even? I just don't know. I just, yeah. I, I just don't know if, if, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I can absolutely say that I um, thought, have always thought, really deeply about it. Yeah. And 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 I remember even back then, I'm, so I grew up in uh, the South, I grew up in Memphis uh-huh. and, um, and was aware of and experiencing versions of Christianity or evangelicalism or whatever for since, as far as I can remember. <clears throat> and so when, and in Cademan's, all of a sudden we had, you know, these, you know, seven or eight or 10, whatever friends who were all going through this experience together and it was like a deepening of faith. It was an intellectualizing Absolutely. and a deepening of faith. It was a thing we were doing together. We had some some great friends who were kind of mentoring us through some of that. And we were taking our jobs kind of seriously because we were looking around and saying like, here are all these people who we're seeing and we're meeting who are being put on the radio and being put on stages. And it's as though they have some insight, um, as though they kind of know something yeah. about uh, you know uh, spirituality or, or or whatever it is. And, but most of them don't seem to have any of this any more together than we do. And and now we're seeing them put us on stage. And all of a sudden I was like, man, if we are literally writing soundtrack and being put in a position like this, we need to know what we're talking about. We yeah. need to really, and so for me, that was really the band was, uh, for me, the beginning of a long um, kind of intellectual pursuit of it. Mm. And just really deep diving into trying to learn as much as I could yeah, in order yeah. to um, uh, take seriously the position yeah. that we were being put in yeah. to put words in the mouths of yeah. people who were looking for soundtrack for their journeys or yeah. whatever. yeah. Um, So it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was years of pretty serious, like study uh-huh. and lots of long conversations. And it's, it's, a, it was an amazing thing to have, uh, you know, oh, a, a bus full of, of great friends to just <clears throat> talk circles around that stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what, it, that's what it was. And so for me, I, I was not along for that ride. I, okay. I I definitely felt for me, that was when there was this real deepening, but I will admit um, in case it's helpful for a later part of the conversation yeah. that it was for me a very, um, I feel as though I, I probably fell mostly in love with understanding or trying or wishing to understand Uh-huh. God and Christianity and Jesus and all that stuff. Wow. I, so, so for me, my, my relationship to it was very intellectual.
0: Okay. Okay. Which,
1: which I, which I absolutely grant, you know, yeah. um, yeah. was it emotional? Kind of, yeah. um, I'm kind of not a super emotional. I don't have a super emotional experience with almost, with, with a lot of things. Okay. Cause I'm just kind of wired. Yep. I'm more, more emotional in my forties than I was in my twenties sure. by a long shot. Yep. And I've got a 13 and 14 year old now. And yeah. so you all the, all that, you know, it brings a lot out of you, but, um, it wasn't all of it a lot, a very emotional experience for yeah, me. It yeah. was a very intellectual experience.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and would you say that, okay, so, so, okay, this, I think this is where I want to go now. So, so let's just go now. Let's, yep. let's fast forward to yep. to now. Where, where would you say um, your, you, you stand or you sit when it yeah. comes to Christianity?
1: Yes. Bam.
0: So the word Christianity, kind of like the word deconstruction <clears throat> huh.
1: Can be a little—they're catch-all terms. Yep, they tend to be because any word that you ask ten people to define for you, and you get ten different definitions. Sure, probably a word you shouldn't use anymore.
0: Yeah, because it's just not helpful. But you know what? What's great about that is I—I I, I can agree with that. I, when I ask people, I only did it once on my Instagram. Are—are are you Christian or are you not? Mm. And then I—I I remember seeing the people that were replying that they were going like. No, no, you're not. You know, or uh-huh. in my head, uh-huh. or like, and then I'm like, it especially in America, it's yeah. it is such a wide camera. Yeah. Okay, so, keep so for
1: me, when I ask when I when I'm asked, and th- this is not what I'm asking you right now, but when I'm asked questions like that, or I think about things like that, my first instinct, not ironically, is to do what I think Jesus would do. And that is to answer with a follow-up question. Yeah. And say, well tell me what that word means to you. Got it. And I'm not asking you that oh, right yeah, now, sure, sure, yeah. but I'm saying that so because it gets the conversation going and also makes sure that like, I'm not checking a box yeah. next to a thing that you're defining. Yeah. Because I don't know, if I don't know what your definition is, it's just bad communication. Absolutely. And so, but where I am in general with kind of spirituality or belief uh-huh. or Christianity, uh-huh. I would say that I am at this point in my life yeah, permanently uncertain yep. about, invisible things like god uh-huh. and unknowable things like the future. Okay. I think that I have a I have kind of an unshakable uncertainty about those things uh-huh. which I actually don't see as the enemy of faith. I see that as the prerequisite of faith if anything. Sure. Because I think I think being over certain is kind of what for me uh it made it really hard for me to know how to Keep an open mind, mm-hmm. listening to my friends' stories that were not like my story right? and coming into new information. Yeah. Because I was like, there's just so much about this that's just, it's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm certain about it yeah. or I have to, I need to be, I need to project certainty about it. So I'm listening to what you're saying about your story that's different than mine, but mostly what I'm doing is thinking about it and waiting to cut in And and give you a, and kind of say, yeah, but no, 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 that's not how Uh I'm waiting to kind of correct you or something. I'm waiting to at least defend my castle. Yeah. Yeah. And I just realized, man, I'm not listening to anybody. Uh And I decided I was certain about these things so long ago and Uh something, another byproduct of certainty is it gives you this terrible confirmation conclusion bias. Uh And so you just stop thinking about whatever it is you're certain about. Right. And I didn't think about it for a super long time. Uh Huh because I was certain about it. Why, why, yeah, 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 yeah. once I'm certain, it's like, well, it's fixed. Yeah. And so at this point, I think I probably don't have anything I would put the weight of the word belief on. Okay. And but that, this is just me personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've kind of needed to let go of the word belief because I think it does bring so much connotation and presumed certainty and confirmation bias with uh-huh. it. That for me, the language I have liked uh-huh. is um, that what I do, I don't believe really anything I don't think. Right. I hypothesize about things in real time mm-hmm. and I see if they make sense and if they line up with my experience uh-huh. and if they are confirmed mm-hmm. by various sources. And I talk to them, my friends about them. And as long as I'm hypothesizing and it's like, yeah, that, that rings true. That makes sense. That yeah. feels right to me. Yeah. Then I keep it going, but I'm hypothesizing in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the second some <laughs> other information comes and in, I'm like, oh, actually that's a great point. Yeah. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not the thing because what it does, it just keeps me low to the ground Yes, and it keeps me able where the stakes are lower and I can say, you know what? Man, Carlos, that's a great story and it's compelling and I need to, actually, I need to spend some time with that. Yeah. And I need to like, maybe let that totally change my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> where, where I've not been like there in a long time. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. I mean, maybe I believe in like cause and effect. I think that's okay. maybe something I've observed and said, you know, what, I think that might be like universal. I think that's a okay. thing I can see in full operation yeah. all the time in one way or the other. Yeah. Like, like what you meditate on, what you radiate you receive like what what you put out comes back to you. Yep. yep. That I think I can, I can say, I really believe that. Right. Right. Beyond that. I just, I'm not certain. Yeah. Beyond
0: that. You're, you're like, well, I don't know what that is or why that is. Yeah.
1: And I can observe and say, Ooh, there is something happening there, but I don't
0: know what to call that. Uh huh. And I'm just
1: not certain about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but here's the thing: a lot of people who go through what we're calling deconstruction, uh-huh. and w- and if it's helpful for anybody who's listening, language that I have found more helpful as I've gone is rather than deconstruction, which feels like arduous yes. and and it feels like something you do, and it's this big moment. Yeah, I've liked the language of uh, uh, taking an uh, an audit. Okay, so like auditing is uh-huh. kind of my language. So it's yeah. like because an audit, kind of in its definition it's like a thing you're going to do all the time uh-huh. and you're going to do regularly yeah. every so often, if you're not doing it all the time, mm-hmm. like annually or so let's do an audit. Yeah. Like, let me just go through all my language, all my, my presumptions about invisible, invisible reality. Mm-hmm. And let me just make sure all that still makes sense. Uh-huh. Make sure that rings true and that I'm yeah. being consistent in my language and my behavior with all that. Yeah. And, and so I like that language. Cause it's like a thing we're going to, we're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, like rather than deconstructing and that's, oh, that's the big deal. And then reconstructing a thing. Yeah, and then we're going yeah. to deconstruct that again. Let's just stop <laughs> constructing and let's just like move in real time. And yeah. let's just kind of, you know, and that's hard for some people, but anyways, um, the, the, the thing about um, deconstruction that happens to a lot of people is they go through it and they immediately say, okay, now that I've deconstructed everything, uh-huh. now I'm just open Right. To anything. Yeah. But what's actually true is most often they're open to anything except- What? For the thing I previously believed. Yeah. And I don't want to be there. Wow. Because I'm if I'm really uncertain, wow. I have to also be uncertain about the fact, I have to doubt my doubts. Yeah. Or else I'm not really doing it. Doubt my doubts. You have
0: to. You Lean into that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Doubt my doubts. Like, so the things that I- you know, uh, you know, five years ago, six years ago is when I, or maybe a little more than that is when I really, I went through some really hard things. Yeah. I went through a divorce. Yep. I went through, a, a um, a, again, some of this kind of spiritual or calling deconstruction auditing. Um, and some of it was tied up together. Some of it really wasn't. And, but at the end of it, everything that had made me, me previous to that moment was gone. Wow. Gone. And so it gave me writer's block as an artist. I, how can I describe the world that I'm looking at if the grid through which I'm looking at it just yeah, got got uh, broke to pieces. And so I didn't know if I could ever make music again. I didn't wow. know. And and so, you know, you go through those things though. And yeah, so that starts to kind of you're start, some threads are getting pulled. And you're like, "All right, now you know, it, are the things that I'm depending on to bring me comfort and to find meaning and to give me hope? And are those things working? Or are they, yeah. n- now that we're not, you know, practicing, now it's showtime. Like, right, is right, it, right, right. And, and the community aspects, all the aspects of it, is it is it making sense? Is it working? And if it's not, um, you, you, that starts to pull those threads. But then almost immediately, I'm like, okay, but if, just because I, uh, Dave Bazan, who I don't know if you know his music, Pedro uh, the Lion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a tremendous thinker and songwriter on uh-huh. this very topic. Yeah, and he once said somebody asked him, um, "What's a good?" So he's kind of famously deconstructed. He, okay. he uh, Pedro the Lion was kind of a big, um, fringy kind of Christian band right. rock band. I remember. Um and uh and he's gone on in his solo material and now back in Pedro the Lion to really faithfully bring witness to, just pull like pulling all the threads. Yep. And it's really tremendous, vulnerable you know, um, artwork that he's making. Anyways, so somebody asked him one time, um, what would be a good reason to be a Christian? Uh-huh. Somebody asked him this at one of his house shows. And I loved his answer. He said, well, if like, or, or what would be a good reason to believe Christianity? And Dave said, if you do. And here's what I mean. If somebody comes to you uh-huh. and they lay it out and they present it, and they say, so here's how it works. So here's how, here's, here's the story and yep. here's what happened yep. and here's the condition and here's the, and here's what, and here's, and here's God and here's what he did, who he is and how he works. And so they lay it out for you and you say, yeah, that, I, I, I that, that, that rings true. That resonates, uh-huh. man. I, uh-huh. I, I like that. And I, and so I, I believe that. He said, if that's your response, you'd be a fool not to believe it. Right. But if you hear that same story, uh-huh. so here's how it works, here's what happened, here's the thing and here's God and here's the da 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 da, And you're like, I don't know that that doesn't uh-huh. I don't know if that makes sense to me. I uh-huh. don't know if that really rings true. Then you'd be a fool to believe it. Wow. And so like my thing is I I'm not if I'm going to be really if I'm saying I'm permanently uncertain. Yeah. <laughs> then I have to get through the the the. once the the initial blast radius around right. whatever caused this thing. Once right. Once you're free of it. Yep. Yep. And you're kind of um. You have you have to look back and say you know what maybe it wasn't that 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 thing wasn't real uh-huh. and and maybe I just failed to mm. the, the, here here's the language I'm I'm looking yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. is the thing that I initially um, went into with a with an axe yeah and that and and there's a lot of that deconstruction it's like you because like we talked about it's so emotional it's so personal Absolutely. it's so much of a part of your identity. It may, it's what makes you who you are and the stakes are very high. And so when you hit a point where you feel like maybe I've been lied to mm-hmm. or maybe I've lied to myself or maybe I've just not understood this and it's cost me so much or maybe it's feel I feel like I've wasted my time or my life or mm-hmm. my whatever, you go in there with a with, an, with a hatchet, right I mean you're, you're angry and you're and so you chop that thing down And I think what I realized was that the thing that I initially deconstructed, um, might have been, and probably, I mean, if I'm going to be honest about it, probably was just the God of my making, Mm. the God as I could understand him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so what I'm doing now Uh is going back in with a scalpel Mm. to go back and say, okay, what I really, it's not that deconstruction was not my problem. Right. My problem is I didn't deconstruct far enough because huh. what really I need to put on trial is not the idea of God and right. Jesus and heaven and the Bible and all that that's not what I need to put on trial is my particular understanding wow. um, of it wow. because if that wow. was if that's my whole problem yeah oh my god I would hate to miss yeah whatever's there you know wow. and sometimes you have to kill a false god to find a real one wow you have wow. to make create the space and for a moment it has to be nothing yeah
0: Well, what was so powerful i think what i what i keep getting in my head is this image of first you're talking about a sledgehammer or a hatchet yes. or whatever it is like you go and then to move to a scalpel mm. to move you know and then i just start thinking of of i don't know who, who are the people that dig up dinosaur bones and they're yes. like being so so careful brushes Br- and brushes i mean i mean so you know so detailed in it um not to damage the things that they're unearthing. yeah absolutely yeah. you know and you know i i um what, what I love about how you're approaching this is, um, not, and I think rightfully so a lot of people that deconstruct are angry yeah, and are wounded. And the, sometimes that's what lights the fuse on the deconstruction. Yeah, and, yeah. and the version of church that they experienced is they're like, I'm blowing the whole freaking thing up. You right. know? Um, I understand it. I, and, and I, and I, I understand it too. And, and what I think I'm hearing you say is, um, the healthiest way or the healthiest space. And I want, I want people that are listening to this podcast right now that are in the midst of this to, to maybe hear this part, the healthiest part isn't to just destroy it, turn around and look at everything else but that, Mm -hmm. but maybe there is a benefit to, okay, maybe I've got to go just, just, just look at it.
1: Yep. Once you feel safe enough to Uh do it and you
0: feel as though the grief
1: is, dealt with yeah enough to be able to reapproach, yeah and i didn't i wasn't able to go right back sure and i would never fault anybody for storming angrily out yeah um but once you can if you can yeah to go back to that rubble as you said uh-huh. with with the scalpel and the small hammer and the brush yeah. and just say like there could be a lot here yeah. there yeah. could be a lot here there might be a lot for me to find here yeah that I can reconstruct, you Uh know, like, and and I need to be delicate and gentle as I do it Uh because it is delicate. Yeah. And again, you know, so to go back in that way, there's a song I'm working on, on this new record. Uh, I'm working on a new record that's called the Jesus hypothesis. Oh, I mean, that's, that's not at all uh, provocative. Uh, uh, Well, but for me though, (laughs) it's like, I want to go back. Yeah. And I want to,
0: it's, 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 I want to doubt what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I want to doubt my doubts. Yeah. And and um, there's a song on the record that's called Some Gods Deserve Atheists. Oh my gosh. And the idea is that maybe yeah. like every, and so here's what I think could be helpful for people who maybe are in the midst of deconstruction, maybe have never even dreamt of yeah. deconstructing, or maybe you're just anywhere in between all that. You, you, the likelihood that you will experience something in your, in your life that will cause you, that, that's going to call you for all the chips on the table. Yep it's going to happen. Right. Or it's, it's likely to happen. And in those moments, um, you, in the midst of deep doubt and whatever you may be experiencing, um, that you might find, uh, that what you've been, maybe the thing that you look to, um, to come and help you save you, fill you with hope. Maybe you find absolute silence. Maybe you find nothing but maybe the thing that you've looked to is a not real God that you've been worshiping. And only like, in other words, here's some encouragement for the deconstruction. Sure. Even for the people who are like, <clears throat> I'm devout. Yep. I'm all the way. I never want to not be in. Yep. And I'm with you. Uh-huh. But wouldn't you hate to find out that the God that you have on that particular throne is one that you, that's made up of, let's say 65% of stuff that Uh you found objectively in the Bible. And the rest is kind of your opinions and maybe your politics and maybe your upbringing and maybe your parents and some other things. The point is that's not a real God. Sure. That's something that you've had a hand in. That's Uh something that you help you put together. Uh And maybe that God needs an atheist out of you. Come on. In order that you can
0: stop preaching in order that you can free
1: the throne up for the real God to come and sit on it. Because I don't know that there isn't one,
0: you know, I, um, (laughs) This is so good. We need to do seven episodes of this because, <laughs> because you know, I, I sit here and I I I think I was saying maybe six months ago, I had, you know, I was watching people throw the word deconstruction around. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually watching very specifically and listening very carefully as to what it is they're deconstructing. Yeah. And then I, you know, I, I reached out to one friend and I was like, I know you're saying you're deconstructing Christianity. Mm-hmm but I feel like you're deconstructing your evangelical experience. 100%. And so maybe you're, and I just take it for what it's worth, but maybe maybe this isn't, at least for you, this, I'm not saying for anyone else, maybe yep. this isn't God you're deconstructing. Right. Maybe it's the American evangelical, nationalistic version of church that you pledged allegiance yep. to the Christian flag and to the, the <laughs> right. American flag at Vacation Bible School. Mm-hmm. And- because that really feels like what you're what the problem is here mm-hmm. um and so anyway yeah I, i'm just trying to put teeth to what what you're saying like in my own yeah life of what i've seen
1: yep and i can add to it that so some friends and i so i put out a record in 2017 that was called fingers crossed okay that was kind of my vertical horizontal divorce all at once just it was a heavy it really intense record and it's and it's you know um uh be your discretion advised. Okay. Uh, if uh, any of your any of your listeners go to okay. check it out, but I, I, I mean, it was a uh, it was cathartic, and it was the record I had to go through to get to to hear. But um, that uh, after that record, what I was noticing is most people's response. So this was 2017. So there was absolutely conversations about what we're calling deconstruction at that time. Right. There's no doubt about that. Sure, but it definitely has. It's, it has been on a bit of a hockey stick trajectory for, for the last handful at, of years. At least the conversation. The conversation yeah. of it, exactly right. That's yeah. that's well put. Yeah. And so what I was finding was the response that I was receiving to the record actually was not about the record. It was people telling their stories uh-huh. of what they'd been through in church and God, Bible, Jesus, all that. Yeah. Their stories of of all that, having heard mine, mm. and I realized, oh, wow, there are not enough safe spaces for people to talk Mm, about this because they're using this opportunity to tell me their story. Mm -hmm. And so what, uh, and so it told me a few things. Um, But the the main thing, the first thing it told me was there, there needs to be more spaces. So some friends and I um, did a, and we're not doing it anymore. We haven't done it for a long time, but we did a a podcast called the airing of grief. Uh And what it was, was, um, since it was happening anyway, yeah. my, a buddy of mine was like, why don't you just like do a thing where you'll just get on the phone with people and let them tell you their stories. Huh. And so we did that. And, yeah. and in the first month, I probably literally did 115 minute phone calls. Wow. And, and our only thing was, would you let us record them? Uh-huh. We will, uh, bleep your name out. Yep. And did you do the dateline voice disguiser? <laughs> Oh my God! We couldn't afford that. Oh sure. Oh no, we couldn't afford it. We know we, we we weren't one of these big time podcasts like yours. But uh, anyways, so and what was crazy? You couldn't believe the stories. You yeah. couldn't believe the the stories. But here's a feature. Um, is going to speak exactly to what you're saying. That in and this was so weird for me to be to have to have kind of lit the fuse on it. Yeah. And now receiving and hearing all these stories of what we're calling deconstruction. Right. And so finally these folks have a chance and unbelievable bravery and yes. courage in these people to tell some of these stories i mean some of them were really harrowing and um and emotional and so but i found myself i promise you probably 8 out of 10 of these calls i would wind up saying something like this um so i i obviously respect yep. the journey you're on i hear everything you're saying here's what's interesting to me the thing that you sound like you're angry About Uh and that you're therefore deconstructing. Let's do this. Let's this is way too complex to call it by one thing. Right. It's at least, it's probably many more, but it's at least (laughs) three things. At least. It is so when we're talking about what we're deconstructing. Yeah. It is uh the church, right? Which is let's call it the uh kind of the social institution Uh that seems to be kind of out there. It's like the political voice, the cultural voice. Uh so there's like the church and then there is um uh the the congregation uh-huh. the literal practitioners of, that are that of the the the, the thing. of the thing uh-huh. that are in your immediate life that have maybe failed you and yeah. maybe failed to practice it well um and then there is the idea of this of the the, the maybe creative all things right both good and powerful you know and and that so but those are three very separate things yes and just like you said i hear you i'm and i would encourage you to flee two of those wow because the institution and the social voice that you are not resonating with and that is not your voice as you would uh-huh. tell your story no you you have to detach from that yeah um cuz you'll go crazy otherwise like that that is not your story that is not your voice that is that has been co-opted a long time ago, uh-huh. you know, by a, by a by a political party. And so no, that's complicated. I get detached from that. hundred percent. The other thing is you sound like you've been failed by a lot of people. Uh-huh. People just have not another thing de Bazan said one time that I really loved is it is not Christianity's fault that people fail to practice Christianity well. Mm, yeah, it's not. yeah. And so people who have failed you, that's also not a great reason, right. To not believe it. Wow. And so what you're left with uh-huh. is the idea that you now get to sit with uh-huh. without the institutional political voice, without yeah. the 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 failings of poor broken people just like you who maybe didn't love you well. Yeah. You get to, uh, aside from those things, now just kind of sit with like, all right, I guess it's just me and you now. Yeah. Right. I guess we're alone now. It's mm-hmm. like now, you know, let's like figure out what what maybe this could be mm-hmm. detached from all these presumptions. Yes. And all these um, uh, the ways I've been receiving it, yeah. the way it's being told to me, the way it's being communicated and behaved in front of me uh-huh. with all that gone, maybe there really is something there. Wow. And, and it's crazy how many people I talked into <laughs> sticking with it, yeah, so even good. though they were on the phone with me thinking <laughs> that I was like their poster
0: boy for deconstruction and disbelief. And I was like, no, like at the end, at the end they're like, wow, well, I've started a Bible study on Tuesday nights because Derek, I, I called him and I know I quit my other one, but now, you know, no, I it's, it's well, and, and what that's really true. Like it's yeah. nuanced. It's the stakes are high. Yeah. like This matters. Well, and that's why I wanted you to be the one to talk about this because, hmm. um, because of that, because of exactly that, you know, you're, you know, if you look up the word, Pastor or shepherd, yeah. you know, in the in the dictionary mm-hmm. or whatever. It's what you're doing. I mean, you really are. You're pastoring people in the in this way. Um I, I do you work in a church? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other fascinating feature. <laughs> Hold on. This, that actually was that just popped up in my head. I, I wasn't even gonna talk about that. I have another question to remind me to come back to this. But, and I want to write the other question down. But can you answer that question? Write the question down. So
1: interesting that you would ask. I do uh, have a part-time gig at a church here in Nashville. Like like a a Jesus Christ believing church? <laughs> like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> like most things are. Um, it's a uh, Grace Point uh, uh-huh. church here in Nashville. Yeah. And uh, I met through all of this uh, by a mutual friend, I started hanging out with uh, Josh Scott, who's the pastor there. And yeah. he's a great pal of mine. He's a yeah. tremendous thinker.
0: Yeah.
1: And we started having coffee once a week, a handful, just a few years ago. And by the end of it, we were like, man, it's crazy how, first of all, we've got a great rapport in chemistry and we just got like a great energy. And, and I loved how he thinks. I loved what his community did. They, in my opinion, are constantly in all the same kind of trouble that Jesus was always in. And I like, because of who they love, because of how they operate in the world. And I was like, this is my kind of trouble. Like this is yeah. great. This is my. I love it, and I want to be in wind in the sales. I want to help in any way that I can. And Josh was like, "Well, this might sound nuts, and I pro- I bet you couldn't have imagined at this point someone <laughs> this asking you to come and take a part time gig at a church." But he's like, "What if you came and helped and help help me? Um, you know, get perspective um, on the what what I'm going to teach through and yeah. kind of develop some of that material. Help our music folks to because my whole thing was. Um, you know, the, the job of a worship leader, and this is, again, this is a quick rabbit trail. Sure. Job of a worship leader is to provide language for people to confess things they wish to believe. Okay. That's the job. That's, yeah. And so it's like when you've got a group of folks who are peculiar and 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 interesting and, and diverse, there aren't going to be a lot of songs that are going to work. And we're like, this community, every community, but this community should have it's own original soundtrack. Wow. We should be writing songs for these people specifically to provide for them the language they need to tell their stories. And there yeah. isn't a lot of language we can find or a lot of like conventional worship songs we can find. So he's like, Why don't you come in, help write some music, help get to know our community, help me do these things? We'll give you a title, we'll give you a job. And I was like, Okay. I it was like the last thing in the world I imagined. And it's actually been incredible. Yeah. It's been an incredible place for me to feel welcomed yeah. to come in with all of my. Yeah. Sometimes disbelief and all of my, and to hear Josh and to hear us talking meaningfully and, and in a lot of nuance about the Bible and about yeah. Jesus and about the history and about, it's been unbelievable. It's, it, wow. it, couldn't have been a more perfect. And so this for me goes into what I call the, the, uh, the question mark box. Uh-huh. I don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. And so sometimes I don't want to put uh, undue meaning on something that maybe has none. Yeah. But at the same time, it's amazing. Yeah. That I have this right now as yeah. a place for me to help work all this I, out while I, I'm hypothesizing about Jesus again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I I just I, I love it. I I love I, Josh is his name? Josh Scott. I, I want to be his friend because he sounds like he's my incredible. Kind of people, because, he's incredible. You'd love him. Uh, again, you know wh- where I want you. To, who I want you to talk to now is, um, I, I want you to talk to. So th- there's there's the people that are listening to this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel seen. I feel I feel seen. I. Mm. Feel, I, yeah. feel seen. I then there's people that are listening to podcasts that are like, I actually don't know if I want to see this. Yeah. This is this is scary. Right. This is this is what is happening to my brother. Yeah, and my yeah. brother used to be this way, and now it's breaking my heart because we yeah. we suddenly don't see the same things the same way. And and I've hung I've hung my entire future and dependency of eternity based on what I believe. That's who I want to talk to for yeah. a second. I want I want you to talk to, imagine me. Okay. You're, you're talking to me, but imagine that I wasn't like, Hey Derek, come over and let's talk about this <laughs> Okay, because you're talking to me as a, you know, again, and now, now yeah. you've got my head spinning on definitions oh, now, which is, which is great or whatever that yeah. you've got me deconstructing definitions, but, but me as, as what I would call myself a, a, a Holy spirit filled yes. church loving Christian. Yes. And a lot of my friends, a lot of your friends, m- me included. Absolutely. And, and I, I know that there's people that, that would define the terms that I just spoke about me, but, but they, they don't view you the way I view you. They may view you as scary. They may right. view what you're going through as frightening. It's disruptive. and Dis- yeah, yeah. It's disruptive. And so I, I want, let me see. how I want to do this. I want you to, I want you to I don't, I don't even know what the word is, what I want you to say to them. Maybe you even know what I'm asking you because mm-hmm. maybe you, you're you having to have some of these conversations and I don't, because I don't have the questions that maybe they have. Yeah. Um, may, maybe just let them know who, who you are and and why it's maybe not as scary as they, as they would, would. And I may stop yeah. in the middle of it or whatever. I think that's the question I want you to answer. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah guide me at any point
0: yeah okay wait hold on yeah let let me just say that even clearer talk to the evangelicals that may think deconstruction and the people they see deconstructing is this evil scary thing yeah i think that's a little bit more yeah that's great that's great
1: um i would say a few things the first thing i would say because obviously, I know the emo. You have to deal with the emotional layer first, because that's the part that if you don't deal with, you, you're not, you can't penetrate it. Yeah, and you can't get rational. And 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 some of this really does take. We have to get our brains involved a little bit sometimes. And I would say that the most often repeated command in the Bible is "Do not be afraid." Mm. Don't be afraid. There's re- there's nothing to be afraid of. Because here's the deal: if we all get on the other side of this and we determine it, all of it. was, was true. And, and you know it now and I know it now and here we are and we believe it. And, but it was the product of our having gone through this process. Mm. It was, it was worth it. and It was important that we did it. If we get on the other side and, and maybe, and maybe we don't agree or maybe we do agree. And we're like, maybe we're, maybe we're not sure now. And, and it's important that we, you know, then it was still important for us to get, to go through that process. But, what I would say to people is that the way that I have understood God um, as everywhere and as loving and mysteriously governing are what what comes to pass mm-hmm. in a way that ultimately is for our good, if that's the yeah. case, in um, His glory and all that. That um, th- the process of deconstruction. That you might go through, that your family member might be going through, right, will ultimately yield good because it's going to lead us to. It's going to give us more words to think and talk about yeah. the experience we're having. It's going to make us more engaged. And what do people say? Like a a real a, a, a real faith, a, one that is worth spending our lives on, is an is an active, alive, mm-hmm. thinking. You know, it's like what you do. Yeah, like you're a, you're awake like you are you are fully engaged at all times and that's how you catch all these little sparks of like mm. well, uh, that over there i think i think there's something to that i'm going to go yeah. find out yeah um you you have to be awake to that and um so i would say that initially okay. don't don't be afraid it's good um because you have nothing really to fear um but but what i would maybe invite people to consider is that the very faith that you practice that you believe um is actually a product of deconstruction hmm. because and i'll and I'll say something that I know is provocative and also an overstatement,, <laughs> okay. but it makes the point, sure, nobody deconstructed before Jesus did, okay, when he would say things like you've heard it said,, uh-huh. but I say unto you, yeah. So you've had an understanding of a thing, and you've you've lived your life, and you've had a practice that is uh-huh. based on this. Yep. But I say unto you, it's actually nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's like this.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's like, and and, and d- depending on what type of faith you practice, depending on what your story is, there have been moments of deconstruction along the way that have sure. actually. It, um, and and may, maybe this would be what it is. Is let's and this was I, I said it at the beginning. Maybe let's let go of this word. Okay. Um, because I think it winds up being not helpful because it sounds too much like destruction. Okay. It sounds too much like we're destroying something. Uh-huh. And that's not what I wish. And that's not what most of my friends who go through deconstruction and they go through, you know, and, and you have to remember, these are the hardest times in people's lives. Absolutely. Most people don't choose it. Right. Most people don't wish to to go through deconstruction and 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 disruption of their lives and stuff. They don't wish to. But here they are. Uh-huh. And, you know, so uh, it, that it's, um, th- 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 this is the second thing I was going to say. I, earlier I said that when I put that record out about my own story. That was the fingers crossed? When fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Rigged, when I put that out. There were two things I learned. I said, one was um, that, that most people actually um, w- weren't really deconstructing. They were needing to let go of some things. Uh-huh. You know, the, some gods deserve atheists. They had to let go of some things and, and maybe hold some space for, for to find some things. The other thing I learned and I think maybe this maybe this is good. Maybe this is what it is. Okay. Cuz I think it'll stir some compassion yeah. um and some empathy is that the folks who I have talked to and that are in my life and that I have experienced Who have gone through are going through whatever that is deconstruction, and let's stop hearing it as a as as destruction. Sure, because that's not what it is. Absolutely, and and I hope you hear after the time that we that Carlos and I have been talking that that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. When I talk about deconstruction, I'm not talking about destruction. Right, right. I want people to live and thrive. I want people to think and be aware. And I want. um, But the thing I learned, the second thing, was that there are no more lonely and isolated people. Mm than folks who are experiencing deconstruction. Wow. And it's, they were so de- because the church is so good at congregating. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. so good at bringing people together around ideas. And as soon as you lose that, or you feel like you're, when, as soon as you're detached from that, mm-hmm. you're brushing right past your brothers and sisters. Yeah. You're, you, 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 you're, but you can't, you don't know it. You can't see it because Absolutely. there is no congregating for you anymore. Wow. And so every single person felt like they were the absolute only ones going through it. And it's so desperately lonely. The hardest mm. thing about deconstruction is actually not, in my experience, the loss of ideas and ideas and mm. presumptions about how the world works. It was how just desperately lonely it mm. was. Wow. And so, like w- the response to your friends and your family who are deconstructing,
0: yeah,
1: is love.
0: Yeah.
1: Is community, is welcome, yeah. is space real estate on which you can both Mm. be and talk and if it's contentious and let's not bring that up then that's wise and have good boundaries and all that and be healthy emotionally but what they don't need is
0: to be held Mm. at an arm's length you're saying saying what they don't need is this it's time to tell these celebrities online to shut up (laughs) I said it you know what it's true it's time to tell a lot of these deconstructed Christians who are trying to say, I love Jesus, I just don't like the Bible anymore. It's time to tell them to shut their mouths too. On, yes, True freedom in Christ will shut the mouth of the liar. Okay. Hmm. So I, I, I saw that on Twitter. Um, that, that was it. I'm, I, won't, I won't name the person. That was just a very well-known Christian. Who? What you're saying is don't do that. Is that what you're saying, Derek? I mean, yeah. It it, it really breaks my heart to hear that. To say
1: if you, because because I think of like the thousands of kids, yeah, who are impressionably receiving, yeah, this kind of hard, very hard word, yeah. And if there's a doubt in their hearts at that moment, mm-hmm. they're thinking. Like everyone's cheering. Okay. I don't belong here. I don't know if I belong anywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a, if I make sense anywhere and I don't yeah. know if there's a place for me. And it's like, yeah. it breaks my heart to think that there are people like, like, in other words, what could we invent? Mm. If, if God himself, if Jesus himself, as we understand him as a first century Middle Eastern man, if he would spend his reputation yeah. and have his reputation ruined, his life taken from him yeah. because he spent time with the most complex people in culture what is it that we would say, but that mm. we will not bear and that yeah. we will detach you from our communities and that we will no longer welcome you. Yeah. What are we inventing right. that Jesus apparently did not know about Yeah, in terms of disbelief, in terms of what whatever uh-huh. thoughts about God that are unorthodox, wh- whatever question you're going through, I don't, my, even, even where I'm at, as I sit before you today, yeah. I don't, wh- whatever I do or don't believe about Jesus or God, I my, my gut mm-hmm. is that that is not what Jesus would do. Right. That he would say no, come come. Yeah. Let's let's talk about yeah. this. If anything, he reserved his most harsh language for the arrogant church leadership. Yeah. Um, Not the people who are like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what's going on. I'm, 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 I'm ruined and I have ruined myself. My behavior has ruined me Uh and I belong nowhere. And I'm literally about to be killed with stones. Mm -hmm. He literally intervenes. He disrupts and he hedges himself Mm -hmm. between those judging and that those being judged. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we're not doing that, Mm -hmm. we're a terrible advertisement for Christianity. Yeah. And so it just—it's disheartening to me.
0: Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, you know? no, no, it is, and and it's disheartening for me. And I just want, you know, I, I, and I, what I'm hoping everyone listening is hearing is, guess what? Like, not only can can relationship and should relationship be there with people that are, and deconstructing if you're not deconstructing or whatever, but I not only believe that the relationships can stand, I believe they can thrive. Absolutely. And I, I believe that, you know, and I love how you pointed out that maybe, just maybe those, those in your life right now, um, that are deconstructing are way lonelier than you even imagine. They're
1: they're completely by themselves, probably more alone than they've ever felt in their lives because not only is, are all my friends gone and is my community gone, but the one thing whose presence I always knew was with me always is Uh gone. Yeah. It's silent out there. Yeah. And it's like it's it's crushing. Yeah. So we have to try and be compassionate towards people. Now I do understand that, and we've already said it that yeah. a lot of times. It's it's hard not to be. I'm not. I'm not. You know. No one's off the hook here. But I, it's hard when people are uh, angry, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is to say, and that's a great example that there yeah. are, there's anger on both sides. Both sides. Absolutely. Um, so there is. There are yeah. angry atheists. Yeah. And there are angry Christians. Yeah and they all are at war with each other. Yeah. And yet ironically, the 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 Jesus be him savior or historical man or find your you know, take a position or whatever, but wh- whoever he is, he seemed to stand in the middle ground mm-hmm. and say put your weapons down friends. Yeah. And let's gather in a place and let's yeah. talk this thing out and let's find you know, the 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 things that we can unify over. Yeah. Um and let's do it together. Let's do it in community. We uh-huh. need each other. Uh-huh. Um, because I mean, like he did. I mean, he spent his life with the most desperately lonely people. Uh-huh. You think of like the, the folks in the Bible who um, who were uh, allegedly healed, their illnesses and their ailments literally kept them mm-hmm. out of the city limits. Yeah. Like they they couldn't interact with or be around or close to anybody. People yeah. were terrified of them physically. Right. And Jesus like rep- would repair that. He would mm-hmm. get them back in right community. Yeah, and I think that there's got to be something to that. Absolutely, and and the fact that like when you and I do this, uh-huh. we both feel like we're getting closer to yeah. it. Yeah, like it's like it's 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 like it's like in the room between us yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and it's like that's what we need to be hard at work at. Yeah, on, on every side of this. Um, but having said that, everybody have healthy boundaries yeah be emotionally healthy absolutely and know what you can bear uh-huh and and know when you're enabling uh-huh, uh-huh. and and don't you know and so like that's that's not cool yeah. either but like let's try to find safe spaces where we can be vulnerable with each other yeah where we don't have to defend our castles and put our straw man up and uh-huh. we're not really even talking to each other and we're debating in some coffee shop let's like <laughs> right. let's like open our hearts yeah. to each other for god's sake like that's that's like, that, that is, that is doing the life together thing. That's yes. what it is. Yes. Is we're pulling our ribs apart uh-huh. and we're saying, here's my most vulnerable spot, punch me. Yeah. yeah. And somebody says, you know what? Here's mine. Yeah. So and let's just hold that together and let's be here, you know, and let's yeah. like share that with each other. Yeah. That I think would, would bring so much more good mm-hmm. and resolution and clarity uh, to some of this. Yeah. Then
0: people on both sides declaring war against right. each other. Right. And, and gosh it's it's so good and you know I, I i would love to i would love to just even offer you know to the listener as well like may, maybe you know th- maybe take the pressure off of your shoulders hmm. to fix or whatever it is that you're trying to do yourself in your own strength yeah. to whatever friend it is you know because because the last thing you Derek wants to be for me is my project right the, <laughs> the last the last thing that i would love that, to be your project you know, you actually project. I've seen how you do Absolutely. things yeah, it's amazing but but again like like yeah. we I, I don't want us to look at those around us yeah and again i'm i'm talking as a as a as a Jesus Christian holy Spirit dude right now the the last thing that somebody around me wants to feel like is like, Oh, Carlos is just trying to be my friend fix me so that he can fix me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just telling you that the, the, the God that I believe in, um, I'm not the fixer of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I've never healed anybody. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not so like to take that pressure off of your shoulders. I take that pressure off of my shoulders all the time. And what that does is it allows relationship to happen. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I just, again, that's what I wanted this conversation to be about. I wanted people just to see one of my great friends that is, and I don't even, you know, I hate putting me in timelines on middle of, de- of deconstruction sure. or whatever it is, recon- all those things. Yeah. I love everything that you talked about that, but I just wanted you to hear a conversation with my friend, Derek, who is in a different space than I am. And at the end of the day,
1: um, there's nothing more compelling than to see someone believing something. Yeah. And I think that what that could mean is for somebody like me Uh or your family member who is in a season of deconstruction or whatever it may be to see you believing uh, what you have to the extent that you're not fearful and Mm -hmm. desperately trying to fix and, you know, but that you, you have the faith to say, you know what, I think, I think if God's in this deal, uh, That he's gonna he's gonna give me words, he's yeah. gonna give us moments, and I don't have to be afraid. I I yeah. can we can just engage in it's not even up to me to to fix somebody. Yep. And I can be liberated just to be with them, yeah, to hang with them, and um and and to trust that if there's a thing that's broken to be repaired, yeah, that the God you believe in, if he's real, uh-huh. he'll fix it. Yep, yep. So and, and I would be, it would be compelling for me to see someone believe that. Yes. And to be with them while they're believing that. People say that like the th- the great the thing about rock music, rock, people go to rock concerts to see someone believing something. Yeah. And wow. there's something compelling to see somebody believing something like in front of you. Yeah, And like, don't tell them about it. Just demonstrate it for yes. them. There just, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, that, that would be just an invitation. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you actually can exercise your faith to the maximum uh-huh. without- um, Fixing Yeah And without convincing So good And you can just like Be with a person And just embody it So good And be like You know what I believe it so much That I'm not gonna worry oh. I'm not gonna worry about you I'm not gonna worry about me And if I've got it right If you got it right Let's just Let's Let's go and h- hang out Let's do life That you know
0: associate pastor Derek that
1: was a great hey I do have a gig at a church <laughs> yeah, that was a great work. I'll be Derek, preaching next week I just I appreciate you man oh, I love and you I love getting to do this I it, what any time that I get a text from Carlos Whittaker I'm like <laughs> where am I going what time I got to be there
0: love it well, this has been awesome thanks for hanging out thank you Derek thank you so much um wow <laughs> I mean, chew on that for a couple years. Why don't you? Uh, just Derek. Thank you for being authentic. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being my friend, and uh, thank you for not holding back. And thank you for making me better. Um, yeah, that, that's what I feel like he has done. And so, just know if you're on this journey alongside Derek, I, I see you, and um, and I'm with you. And I want you to know that you can. You you guys can reach out to me. You don't ever feel like you need to shy away from who you are in front of me. If you're not on that same faith journey with Derek and you're standing more in a space that I'm standing in, where you you know you believe Jesus is the Son of God, uh, you believe He died and He rose again. Um, I, I I'm grateful for you as well, and I also I want us to take what Derek said at the very end there. I want us to not fear. I want us to believe believe what we believe and act like we believe what we believe. And I promise you that's going to have way more impact than any sort of finger pointing Bible thumping that we can do. That is it. That is the human hope podcast this week. And we're going to come back next week. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get ready for Dr. Delight and his brand new re- single that we are playing on the way out. Do you believe we will see you next week on another episode of human. Hope. For my very heartful,
1: sir, i